0: to do it. Hey, this is Mark Sris Wilson, and you're listening to Into This, the show where I talk to artists, curators, and all kinds of people related to the contemporary arts about their personal stories and their careers. This show is based in beautiful Montreal, Canada. Before I go further, Happy New Year. How was your holidays break? Relaxing? or maybe some stressful family big reunions. (laughs) I guess it can go either way with those, right? Anyhow, I hope you guys are starting the year in a positive note. For our first episode of 2019 and overall episode number 21, I had the awesome chance to talk to Roxanne Arsenault. She is the General and Artistic Coordinator of Programming at the Artist Run Center, CLARK. Besides this, She also leads a music project called Doncel, and she's involved in many other cultural and artistic projects around the city, such as Pop Montreal, among others. Roxanne came over to the old tiny studio to record this conversation this past summer in 2018. And as a testament of her busy schedule, she had just finished another interview with Radio Canada which is the French equivalent to CBC. And the day after a conversation, she was a guest in a round table at Mutech, which is a festival of digital creativity and electronic music. So yeah, I was so very happy that she made time to talk to me for this show. We had a really open conversation, I'd say, Roxanne and I, and she was very generous and forthcoming with her answers not only about her personal development and the way that she made it to where she is, but also about generally difficult topics. I asked her about the responsibility of an Irish run center in the current climate in the arts. And, for instance, what type of risks are they willing to take to keep things fresh and not redundant, which happens sometimes, right? Um, And she was very, very forthcoming with those answers. And we talked for a good while about that. So if you're interested in getting a little bit of an insider perspective on these topics, as well as how they choose artists to show at Clark, well, you're in for a treat. Oh, talking about that, by the way, if you're listening to this before January 15th of 2019, I would like to invite you to check out the current call for submissions uh, for the art space that we are running in Montreal called Tap Art Space. You can check the details in the links that we'll post in the comment section of this episode, or directly on the website tapmontreal.com. That is t-a-p montreal.com. Okay, let's get into it. Thanks so much for listening, and this is me and Roxanne talking in the old little plateau studio. All right, enjoy. It looks like you have a lot of activities. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you have the music project, Don't mm-hmm. sell then you have Clark. Yeah. And then you have a bunch of other engagements.
1: Yeah, I'm also on Pop Montreal's Board yeah. of Directors yeah. and... Um, Me and Pascal used to be pretty active, my partner, um, with this company called La Petite Commission. Uh We're less active at the moment. Um, And then I have a daughter. Yeah. And and I just am involved in all sorts of other little things. Well, yeah, I mean, tomorrow you're
0: you're having this roundtable. At Mutech, yeah. At Mutech. I mean, (laughs) that's...
1: yeah, I feel very privileged to be invited, but it's like, yeah, it's it's just it piles up right. yeah, it does.
0: so how was the conversation today at Radio Canada?
1: Uh, it was amazing, actually, yeah. yeah, because we often talk about feminism and quotas and in parody um with other feminists or other people that are already kind of like open to the idea, you know, and that's great. I mean, it, it creates a really easy conversation, but the content doesn't necessarily um, get to people that don't aren't interested or not aware of that this is actually an issue. So the fact that we're at Radio-Canada with um, a journalist that's actually really interested by these ideas yeah. um, is great because she's prime time. Like the interview was um, broadcast at uh, 4.50. Oh, wow. So that's like, you know, really that's good time cool. slot. Yeah. And so that means that people, you know, leaving work or whatever, or hearing these things. And, you know, they might be really against it, but it actually is like starting dialogue. And, exactly. And I feel I feel just so really happy and privileged to be able to have the opportunity to of address course. these complicated questions. Of course.
0: Know. I mean, that was one of my topics for you today. Mm, let's yeah, do it. Just, just because it's, tr- it's so true and you see it repeatedly in the arts and in the milieu around here that, as you said, you're basically preaching to the choir. Mm-hmm. If you're talking only to people in the arts about these issues because they agree with you. Yeah, And I guess my question for you was like, how do you find opportunities to actually talk to other people who are probably not as involved in these issues, right? And mm-hmm. I guess that's one of them.
1: That's absolutely one of yeah. them. Um, and I had this reflection because the talk tomorrow, I was like, oh, you know, exactly. I feel what, like we're going to be preaching to the choir. But right. But... But someone was saying, maybe there's a lot of people that are already interested by these issues, but a lot of people can't necessarily verbalize them or talk about them or haven't um, gone to the end of this reflection and can't really apply change in their social network. And then some other people are just like interested, but against it. or yeah. um, And uh, not everyone has the tools to do it, because I know that I've been interested for years. Right. But just in the last like maybe two or three years I've been really able to articulate why and and kind of develop tools to to create change in my social spheres and my artistic fields. Um, and, and that's, I mean, that's taken a lot of time. But I guess one of the things I do is that I create this crazy feminist music project yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and <laughs> then
1: make sure that I get invited on all these interviews. Right. And then I get to talk about it a lot. <laughs> but it that's maybe a lot of work. No, for sure.
0: <laughs> no, but that's, that's very true, though. I, I didn't consider that, I guess, for a moment that you do need the tools to mm-hmm. even just, you know, let's call opportunities to educate yeah. right i mean when you are in a in a place or something and you hear somebody that is probably not you know involved in these ideas and all that that's an opportunity but yeah. sometimes it's true that you don't have the lingo
1: yeah you can bring it yeah. back to your board and and say like ah oh. I, I think we should do this if you don't have the arguments or exactly. know how to how to put this in place and right. how to defend these ideas.
0: Right. I guess that's true. Yeah. So,
1: uh, and we've all seen this. Like, we've all been like, oh, I kind of want to do this. I think that's a, like, that will be really important to do. But uh, that's going to be complicated, you Definitely. know. But yeah. then when you, the more you talk about it, the more you can actually become affirmative and yeah. and kind of, and ask for things and and then, and create that path for change and that's that becomes exciting so I think that's one of the goals for our talk tomorrow is really for people to leave like obviously there's some academics on this panel it's really important they're going to bring with facts and and some people have more like um, hands-on like Uh in the artistic field experience Um, and I think that's going to create a nice diversity but the the end goal is really to come out of it for people to come out of it and be able to kind of like, you know, you watch this TED Talk, for instance, yeah. and then you, there's like this catchphrase and then you're like, ah, uh, and then you repeat that catchphrase yeah. and then. You know, you've learned something and you can transmit it. But if someone is not talking in a really comprehensive way, you're like, I kind of get it, but you can't communicate it.
0: Definitely. So
1: we want to kind of give people at the end these catchphrases and like these a guide. guides and uh-huh. not really like super right. dogmatic, but like, no. you know, they no. come out of it and they kind of have a sense of but how to do it. But sometimes
0: you need it, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you need it, especially with complicated ideas like this. Mm-hmm. And you realize of this when you are talking to people yeah. only. Because if you're in your head, sometimes you think that you got it. Yeah. But once that you try to either teach it or have an argument, no, not, not a not an argument as in a fight, no, no, but, but it, as a, you know, a conversation. Also, yeah. yeah, as well, yeah. yeah, definitely, yeah. If you sit with your uncle and you know, and
1: <laughs> oh man, sometimes with friends,
0: <laughs> or friends, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel that
1: like you're like, oh, aware of this, and exactly. you're all on the same page, and then you're like, holy shit, oh, we're yeah. not. Oh yeah. And that that's really disturbing. But then you're like, okay. I have to take this as you said as an opportunity, opportunity to yeah. educate and to and to hope for the best wow. but uh, I have
0: I've been in those, in those situations yeah? with even like young people yeah, like which man. you expect you know like they are on Instagram Open-minded, all the time yeah. and it's not I mean you it's know, not always the case it's not it's not always the case
1: no you need to be super um super aware and involved, involved. and yeah. that that takes a lot of energy also yeah.
0: yeah i guess it comes easier if you are a minority if mm. you are a little bit maybe I don't know, I'm not gonna say oppressed, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like if you are feeling like yeah. the norm is not you. Yeah. And then that's when you start to look and all these examples that I'm giving you of friends that I see that they're not involved or anything, mm-hmm. yeah, they are, you know, conformant with the Yeah, they're you know, the norm. Yeah. yeah. And so it's it's easy for, for somebody like that not to be aware. Yeah. Right. When but, you don't uh, realize
1: the privilege you have.
0: Exactly. The opportunities that are
1: offered to yeah, you. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing, right? I mean, some people may think that it's like that for everybody.
1: Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> it is not.
0: <laughs> okay. So we, we went right to it. But like, let's let me go back. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm following you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you are half Portuguese mm-hmm. and I guess is your half of your mom. Yeah. The mom's side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she came from Portugal? Or, yeah. yeah.
1: My grandmother is Eloísa de Oliveira Jorge. They oh, wow. so can't get more Portuguese than that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, and the, where where do you grow up?
1: I grew up in um Saint-Jean-sur-Richelieu, oh, okay. the suburbs from uh, like 20 minutes away from Montreal. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a depressing city, but uh is
0: it? I How so?
1: I don't know. There's a lot of people there, but um it's it's a weird city. Oh, people yeah. kind of get attached to it but the mm. i feel it's depressing and there's mm. a lot of bars a lot of bars oh, a yeah. lot of bikers um, oh, i was a biker city oh yeah definitely oh. someone got exploded on my street when what? i was a young 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 person
0: what 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 do you mean but like, like the on the other,
1: uh, yeah like there was like a the biker uh, i guess headquarters okay and uh a van passed and it was exploded and then found like pieces of bodies. Oh, everyone, wow. everyone from the whole, like, region yeah. could hear the explosion. Um, so, yeah, it's a bike city. But it's not rough at all, no. it,
0: except for the explosion. Yeah, <laughs> 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 no, but, yeah,
1: it's, like, very mid-wage. Um,
0: Once in a while, somebody gets dismembered. You know, but... <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> um, okay, so you grew up there. Yeah, I grew
1: up there, went to private school. Okay. Um, but um, always was an outcast uh-huh. uh, and then went, studied visual art plastic, visual arts in CEGEP.
0: Yeah, there um, as well? There as okay. well.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, I did a horrendous art. Oh, my God. If ever someone finds those archives.
0: That's what I wanted to ask you, too, please. if you had any practice in on, on the visual arts. Yeah, I yeah. did.
1: But then it became more performative okay. and I was more interested, I think, by these ideas. Yeah. Um, for instance, I was the only person with that would color their hair like pink uh-huh. or whatever. And they would talk about me like in certain classes in right. the CEGEP. Like, oh, my philosophy teacher talked about you. And we were like two thousand students, oh. you know. It was kind of that's what I'm saying. It was like depressing the people. Okay. Were like
0: okay.
1: um small town. Small town. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh and then I went to Cégep Saint Laurent. I studied a year in cinema. Yeah. And I did like Cinema and photo and radio and improv and all these things. Right. And so I tested out like Everything. tons of stuff, yeah. and I was working at HMV record uh-huh. store at the time, and still living in Saint Jean. Um, so you
0: would commute? Yeah, oh, by wow. bus. It was okay. like
1: very few hours of sleep, and then I, after all of this, I was like, I think I want art history. huh. And so that's when I went to Lucam in art history, uh-huh. bachelor's, it, a bachelor, and uh-huh. then my master's. And then at l'Université Montréal in yeah. for my
0: PhD yeah. that I
1: did not finish by. Right, right. Yeah. The yeah. only thing I quit, I think, in life. <laughs>
0: right. No, but I think it's, it's valid. I did the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah. I mean, I came to McGill uh, first as a master's student. Yeah. And then after a couple, like one or two years, I don't remember my supervisor invited me to apply for a PhD. He's like, because you can fast track. Yeah. So okay. you don't need to finish your master's and you nice. can start your PhD. And so I was like. Yeah, sure. And so, like, I did it. I started. And then after, like, a year and a half, I was like, you know, I cannot take this four more years. Yeah. Because the PhD in chemistry, at least in my group, it was, like, at least six, six and a half. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm not even sure that I want to stay in chemistry. So, and he told me, okay, so if you're really sure of that, uh, if you want to try industry and all that, it's a lot better with a master's because you're more versatile and, you know. Yeah. And PhD is usually, at least in sciences, is usually aiming towards academia, well, everywhere. The same, yeah. Yeah, yeah same. It's the same. Like, yeah. I realized that right. I didn't
1: want to stay. Right. That that wasn't my, like, my end game was to write a book.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Was not to right. teach exactly. more yeah. and to stay and yeah. to research more. Like, and when I realized this, I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! Yeah, yeah, you know, no, this is not it's for
0: me. it's it's been the hardest decision I've ever made in my life, though. Yeah, it it took me down for like months. Me you know? Oh yeah, I yeah. mean, because that was my idea since day one. Mm-hmm. You know, and then realizing that may not be the path. Mm-hmm. It's hard, yeah. like to go kind of like against yourself. You know,
1: absolutely. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Tough. yeah, and it yeah. comes with a lot of social stigma. Right, like quitting school is like, of course. Oh, yeah. you'll, you'll go back. I'm like.
0: No, <laughs> maybe not. But honestly, best after, decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel so relieved. You feel good, but later though. Yeah, when yeah. you see it backwards, you know. Yeah, it's like, yeah, for sure. And
1: then it's really interesting because this uh, this master's that I wrote, which was the the same subject of my PhD, I was approached very uh, like at the beginning of the summer by a publisher mm-hmm. who'd like for us to do a beautiful coffee table book, like my dream. <laughs> Was to do this, <laughs> right. and he's like, "Do you want to do this? Oh wow! I would do this with you." And we have a graphic designer, but you can like submit ideas that you like. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Okay, so
0: there you have it. Yeah. I mean, look, that, so that's it. That's, yeah. yeah,
1: it's so it's so bizarre. What was your topic? Exotic kitchen commercial spaces. Okay. So. I'm using this idea of trying to give a um, historic or heritage lens yeah. to all these kitsch spaces that uh, post colonialism has really dismantled. Uh, I, I totally understand. But we've kind of, uh, in French, we say, tu um, lance le baby avec l'eau ah, de bain. We, we, you, know? we,
0: we, we, a, you throw the baby with the bathwater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're so
1: good at this. But all this to say that. Um, i think that when these spaces kind of were destroyed or are still being destroyed the mm-hmm. few last that are still there um because they're they promote stereotypes and all right. these things but at the same time they were talking about immigration uh-huh. they were talking about People coming here and trying to be included, yeah. and and they were talking about a very specific historical context, which was the after a Second World War, right. where people kind of wanted to travel but couldn't, had money but didn't want to go away because they had like they had been away and they yeah. wanted security, yeah. so they wanted to travel and at the same time here be served in their language with their money with things that they could kind of understand, but the feel adventurous at the same time. Right, right. So, and it was really immigration and uh, meeting like, you know, like their new context and in and, and, and kind of giving them what they wanted it was like yeah. this Disney version of their culture. Of course. And so it's super interesting for me. And so I think that there's really uh, an interest in, in preserving them or if not, then preserving their history and trying to document them. So mm-hmm. that was my master's. And yeah. then my master's kind of more categorize them and then my PhD was more like trying to understand that but that's never gonna happen so this book is really going to be about like you know kind of uh, seeing them like all this documentation that I've oh, kind wow. of piled up it's right. gonna be a
0: beautiful book but when is it coming out
1: I haven't I, I was like I went the editor the publisher approached me like three weeks before I launched my album
0: oh okay. I was like
1: you cannot even say yeah. this to me like like yeah. that's too much information because that's really something I wanna do, but I'm going nuts yeah. trying to finish this project. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so uh, I was like I can't start anything be- before January twenty nineteen. So sometimes I wish I, I had a year with not a big project. Uh-huh. Like it's been years where it's like there's always this big, big project. Yeah. And so next year when the guy was like the book, I was like, Oh,
0: so that's it. I can't yeah. say
1: no, but of course it's gonna be brick project. That's you know? gonna be it. That's yeah, it. yeah. I yeah. just finished this album. Pascal is like, oh, happy for you, but come on. <laughs> and he's like the most supportive yeah. person in the world. So. Yeah,
0: he looks like it. Such yeah. a great guy. Um, okay, Don't Sell. Let's talk yeah. about Don't Sell. Okay. So it's a musical project, mm-hmm. but involves a lot of feminist ideas. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Definitely, yeah. Right. And so it started as a musical project or as a feminist kind of movement?
1: Uh, no, it definitely started as a musical project. Uh-huh. Um, it's I guess it's feminist just because I'm feminist. Right. And okay. so yeah. the issues I talk about are issues that I'm not, f- like, fronting anything. Like, mm-hmm. I don't come from a very... You know, from a harsh neighborhood or I don't, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to pretend that my life is hard or that I'm drinking every night. Like that's that's not my reality. I don't right. I don't you know, I don't want to play that game. I no. want to talk about issues that are mine and then sometimes I exaggerate them for the purpose of the song. But they all come from my myself, my community, my family and and that. And it so automatically it is feminist. And my sense of humor is very dark and raunchy, and i I like addressing these issues um in in a fun way, right. but that you feel like the message is pretty clear at the right. same time, you right. Know? right right. Um, but no, it definitely started as a music project because I was at the radio for right. CISM at um, 89.3. It's the student. Um, Montreal, yeah, University yeah, of Montreal. Uh-huh. It, it is the biggest francophone university radio in the world. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, it's it's uh, it, like watt wise, it's like 10,000 watts. So it's, it's, it has a really uh, big range. Wow. Anyways, um, so during my show, <laughs> yeah. I would like to invite guests like you do. Right. And so, because I like these moments where, mm-hmm. you know, you get to meet people that you find interesting or people that you admire. And Definitely. I would just invite all these people. And yeah. then these people became my friends. Yeah. And and yeah. You, I guess you know what I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> and so, because um, you create a bond, you know, when you're yep. like, you're talking, you, you're interested and... And uh, and I was doing a music project with my brother at the time called right. Famulous. Okay. Papa. <laughs> we had three songs and we did three shows. Okay. Um, and the songs were, were, I mean, Libido Macro, one of my first songs, was one of the three songs. But the other one was I wrote for my one of my friends. And their third song, my brother wrote, and it was about zoophilia oh, wow. and his deep love for her dog. It was bad. Like it was oh, wow. dirty. <laughs> It created a lot of like <laughs> weird reactions in the crowd. Wow. I loved it. So sure. um, uh, yeah, he he ended the songs on his knees, screaming "Figaro," which was the name of our dog, and, and oh my god, it was just really bad. So, so he so,
0: sings too, or he was using He used to, and okay, so we yeah, had these three good. songs.
1: We had a fallen out. Right. We, he was like, I want to, don't want to do this anymore. And I was like, fine, whatever but i just had started to crave it you know and then okay, okay. all these friends were like oh i'll book you for a show and i would do a beat for you and and so i was like oh let's let's do a couple of other tracks and then it became an album okay okay and i've never been a strategic person i mean that concerns myself like uh-huh. if for clark or for whatever uh, for other people i can be very strategic but for me it's very organic and very community based what right. i do um and so uh, and so, yeah. We launched an album a few years later, and uh, and it had really good reception. Um, it was in two thousand eight. Yeah, yeah. But. Uh, but people really focused on the sexual content of the songs and not on the feminist position so okay. much. A little bit, uh-huh. but and it's interesting because ten years later, I can really feel that the focus has changed. The content is still, I mean, it's not the same, but it's still very oh, sexualized. And but people are talking
0: about Me Too and about that's very interesting opportunities
1: yeah. for women. And yeah. so it's it's nice because ten years makes a difference. But
0: it was there from the beginning, though.
1: It's always. Been oh, there. that's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. That
0: just according to the movement of the moment. Mm-hmm. It changes the focus of the songs, yeah. but it was the same. Yeah. Oh, cool. There's
1: really a momentum to talk about these yeah. things. And, yeah. So. And so, right now, this album is really allowing me to. It's relevant. To yeah, and yeah. to to address like difficult mm-hmm. topics
0: mm-hmm. with
1: mainstream media, like in La Presse and Le Devoir, and uh, I've I had a six page feature in this trashy magazine called Dernière Heure uh-huh. (DH). If you go to the grocery store, the dep. Yeah. Um, you'll see like there's a stand with Le Lundi, Le Sept Jour, Star System and uh-huh. all these things. They're like trashy magazines with like they're a bit like National Inquirer, you know, right. they yeah. talk about reptilians and, you know, like rich people and whatever. Uh-huh. And they asked me for an interview. I was like, sure, absolutely. This is my dream. You sure. know <laughs> I thought it was so <laughs> funny. And um but I between this interview on the reptilians and and these other, you know, whatever subjects, I was talking about feminism and about contemporary art. There's like our collection that's photographed and, you know, Kim Dorlin and Nicola Grenier. Uh-huh. And, you know, they're all their names are in this magazine. And I'm cool. like, yes, you yeah, know, it's really yeah. a way it's resistance and it's a way to infiltrate.
0: I mean, yeah, that's another way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, because, again, like, as you said at the beginning, even if they reject the, the idea or mm-hmm. something, they are confronting with it.
1: Absolutely. You know, so that's
0: that's definitely a way. Right. So, like, you've been really busy with uh, the Don't Sell project these days.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because the... Uh, after the first album, I, um, I... So I launched it in November 2008. In July 2009, I found out I was pregnant. Like, I was like, okay, my album had just come out in Japan. Oh, wow. And, and I was supposed to go tour there. And I was like, well, you know what? This is a change of plans, but we're, we're going to do it. And sure. it's, it's fine. And it's, like, actually, you know, like, the, the best thing of my life. Like, this, my daughter is like, bah. Um... And, uh, but I didn't, for so for a while, I didn't really feel like I wanted to create anymore, but it started to, I started to crave it. Right. Also, I must say that I'm not a musician. Uh-huh. I am not, uh, you know, like I'm, I didn't am grow up in rap. And uh, so this is all like, it requires a community, but it also requires a lot of work when I have to, write things. and It doesn't come, like, automatically. Like, it's very performance based and very idea based, but then you have to actually make something. Right. So, it's not like someone who's very talented and can just, like, you know, Uh write up a little something and Uh it becomes something beautiful. Like, no. Like, for me, I really have to sit down with a dictionary and, like, (laughs) you know, all these books around me and like my computer Uh and then I'm like, okay, Five hours, and I can right. maybe squeeze out something.
0: Right, I saw that you also collaborate a lot. Yeah, with like musicians and stuff, which is a good way to do it.
1: I have to. Of I have course. to. This yeah. project cannot exist. Like all of my songs, the beats have been written by other yeah. people. But I'm. It's so often in the studio, and I say what I like. I often express it with like visual codes. Uh-huh. I'm like, I want something pointy. Yeah. Or you know, like something that eh, and they're like, oh, whatever. But then we get them. <laughs> but that's that's
0: your language. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess so. For sure.
1: And so, and so yeah, um, so we started slowly to do songs, and I was like, Oh, okay, we might have something. And then we started to do videos. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, Oh man, I want to do a video album. Yeah. So yeah. we went all in, but I mean Beyonce did it a couple years ago, but way before that, Sonic Youth yeah, yeah, had put yeah. out "Goo" and "Dirty" right. in their video albums. Yeah. I have them in VHS still at home, um, and I've always been a fan of this idea of for
0: sure.
1: DIY and very well established. And yeah. So we went in and we did that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, a lot, a lot, a and lot of and as well collaborations in that sense too, right? In the yeah. I saw that you also collaborated with uh, Nicholas Fleming. Yeah. For a video that yeah. was very cool. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. I yeah. mean,
1: this idea is that. Someone gives me a um, sample of a beat. It brings ideas for me of text, and then I write text, and then I finish the song. Often, the song is like, is brought to a certain level, but I go see someone else to finish it, Mm -hmm. to bring it to another level where I want it. So already there's like a transformation. And then I take this song and I take it to an artist or, you know, filmmaker, whatever. Director and then they'll have an interpretation uh-huh. of it, and then um, I take the song and I give it to my dancers, and then they create choreography. So it's like all this change of change, creation,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: and it's of creative uh, initiative, and yeah. it's it's really beautiful to see what people actually make out of it. Definitely, and sometimes I'm very involved. Uh, sometimes I give carte blanche. Uh-huh. Like uh, there's two artists, Julie Tremble and um, and they both did video animations for the album, okay. uh, and they're, I mean, they're crazy. <laughs> they're, like, Julie Trump put, like, a golden vagina that is actually lip singing my songs. <laughs> it is insane.
0: That's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: And, uh, but Nicolas Fleming, he was just like, I want to create mm-hmm. a backdrop for you guys. Yeah, and I was yeah, like, that's yeah. insane. Right. But we could maybe go film in one of your installations.
0: Right. Right. He's
1: like, okay, so that's his way of like, you know, that's his way of doing exactly the same thing as me. Of course, he created this thing, and then this creates like a infrastructure for more for another level of creation, and yeah, and so that's yeah. what we did, and it's it, yeah, the results is like I could have never imagined all these things in my head. This right. is like really the result of all these creative voices together.
0: Right, right, right. I think it's a really good complementary thing of all your involvement in the cultural scenes, right? Mm-hmm. It's the visual arts and it's the music yeah. and it's all these people that you already know.
1: Yeah. I mean, Dominique Petrin. do you uh-huh. know Dominique Petrin? Yeah yeah yeah, 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 So she sings on the first album. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> Pony P. <pee>. Um, <laughs> so, like, you know, just getting these people to, to get out of their comfort zone right. and try out stuff. And that's why also the album is not purist. It's not like pure rap. It's really... It's a weird thing.
0: Exactly. That, that was my next question. It's uh, So what is the style? Yeah, like? well, it's yeah.
1: it's whatever is feeding the beat maker in right, me at the moment. Like right. on the first album, there's songs that are a bit more rock. Uh-huh. It's all, all digitally made. But, you know, like Vincent from We Are Wolves uh-huh. uh, created a beat for me. And so that for sure, it's not going to become like of pure course. rap, you know. Yeah. It's going to be some, some weird thing. So... Um, so I guess it's this mashup, yeah, of electronic and and rap and pop and punk and yeah. all this. I was also in a punk band called the Temps Kid. Okay, okay, okay. It's we haven't done shows in like two years, but it was so much fun, and that right. also feeds your kind of other type of energies. So. Definitely, yeah. So
0: how long have you been at Clark?
1: So, Clark, uh, it is my fourth year.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So, I started in 2014. Uh-huh. So, I just finished my fourth year. I'm starting my fifth year, which seems crazy when I say it out loud. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, that went by so fast. All right. Um, but I was at La Centrale before, uh-huh. which uh-huh. is um La Centrale Gallery Powerhouse, which is an artist run center, feminist artist run center okay. on Saint-Laurent yeah. that has existed for like, 40, 44 years. Like one of the
0: first, like in the seventies. Yeah. Okay, yeah, seventy-four. Okay. So yeah, a long yeah.
1: time ago. Oh my god, that's insane. Um, <laughs> so I was there for like uh, eight years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, and I, I just didn't want to. Um, I just didn't want to stay in artist centric culture at that okay. moment. I had enough. So I applied to do a PhD. I started uh-huh. a PhD. I had all this, you know, these great grants, like the twenty thousand dollar grants, you yeah. know, where. It seems like a lot of money, but you're actually so poor when you have this because that's all you have. It's like <laughs> you have to pay your school anyway. Whatever, I'm not gonna yeah. complain. I felt really privileged at the for moment, for sure. For sure. Um, but I spent. I realized doing this that I can't. I can't do just one thing. Uh-huh. And I can't spend all this time alone, uh-huh. and I can't. Um, I'm a. I'm a Virgo, <laughs> and I i kind of have this obsessive perfectionist thing, even though in right. so many things I'm not. But
0: yeah.
1: I, I kind of want to get to down to like I'm I'm the type of person who I'm gonna scroll, but yeah. I have to get to the end of the page to okay. make sure that I'm not like missing, missing any. any. Yeah. Okay. Like so, Pinterest drives me crazy. <laughs> Facebook, no always, end. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Um, so um, so I couldn't finish anything. Okay. I was like, uh, you know, and I was you're over theorizing so much. Yeah. And I think that's great that people can do that, but mm-hmm. I actually wanted to take my subject and and apply and it, apply it, and right. create awareness yeah. and all these things. Yeah. And that wasn't happening for me, yeah. so I saw the call. For, uh, actually Jan Pokro, who was there, the the director before the uh-huh. general director, I saw him in um, in a vernissage and opening at Clark. Right a post breakup, I was like a mess and I didn't know what I was doing. And uh another breakup. Another, the same okay, one,
0: okay, yeah. okay. You know,
1: I've had a few. <laughs> um and um they're
0: good. They they drive you to the thing. So that's great.
1: Yeah. They're like, oh <laughs> my life. Oh okay. Um and uh and Yan was like don't you wouldn't you like to apply for, right. for this job that I'm leaving? And I was like I just looked I paused. I was like And then I applied, and I was sure I would never get the job because I wasn't a member at Clark, Uh and I I felt it was really kind of a tight-knit circle, an artist-run center that I respected so much, that I love what Mm -hmm. they were doing. But um, Mm -hmm. And then I got the job, and I was astonished. For sure. Um, But it's been really great because I feel at Clark, I'm still learning so much, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I'm contributing a lot. Right, I'm helping the—I think, I think— I don't want to be like, uh, you know, whatever, but I think I'm helping the center uh, shift no, also yeah, sure. and and mm-hmm. go in another, maybe more inclusive directions yeah. in, in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. I have the privilege of doing this with a history that was built by amazing people yeah. and amazing programming and amazing initiatives. And, and so we still have that, yeah. but we can create change at the same time. And... And bring in new people and fresh blood. And and, uh, and that's really exciting.
0: Cool. That's I mean, the bases are really strong. Mm-hmm. As you're saying, so exactly. that you can build on them. Before I go into that, because that's another topic that I'm mm-hmm. going to. Go into. But before, when you said that you didn't want to continue in the artist-run center path. Why?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I don't know what I can say. Right. Um, I know that uh, sometimes uh, some milieux are... But too small, okay. uh, or okay. there's a lot of tension. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I don't want to say like, oh, because it's a feminist artist center, it's more uh-huh. complicated, because I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. Like, But I know that uh, s- some artist fund centers have like a complicated cycle okay. history. And um, and for me, it wasn't, it okay. was just overwhelming. It's not ideal. And also, the you know, you're always asking for grants yes. and always wishing for the best and yes. always working f- with so few resources yeah tight and mm-hmm. so at some point when you're 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 not you don't have a super healthy team um then that becomes too much oh absolutely so yeah, yeah, yeah. um when i left i was like i'm kind of di- uh, disillusioned mm-hmm. by all mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. uh and i yeah i need rest but i actually love artist run center culture because kind of the door is wide open. Yeah. You can propose anything. Yeah. You have we we are a kind of institution because we've existed for so long. So we're exactly. we have respect from our peers, but then we're still we're not a museum. You no. we can try out stuff. We can be uh really reactive and responsive and um and it would be hard for me, I think maybe it'll happen one day, but to work in a big institution where you have just your job. Mm-hmm. Like at Clark, I I do programming with the committee. Uh, I talk with the artists, but I also help with installs. Of course, I ask all my colleagues what they think about the graphic design I've just submitted, yeah. and you know, like we really work together yeah. horizontally yeah. as much as we can. Yeah. And and it's I love my team. Yeah. So and I love my job. And so after that, like the pressures of grant writing and the the income and the, the like. All the things that we don't have that we w- I would have if I would work I don't know for the the country or the the city yeah. is okay because you, yeah. the conditions are are good enough.
0: Right, right. Because still, Clark is an artist-run center, and it's one of those artist-run centers that um, are usually pointed towards when people talk about how they got professionalized, Mm. right? Mm. Uh, I wonder if that's a conversation that you guys have within the team, yeah?
1: Professionalized is one thing, but institutionalized Uh is another. Uh Um, uh, But I think that sometimes people are like, you know, and we see it today, like with galleries like your own and with all these alternative galleries that Mm -hmm. are super exciting and that Mm -hmm. are very free you right. know and that's amazing yeah. and so people sometimes are like oh it's like you know the artist fund centers they get bogged down with this like they're in the system and they they don't uh-huh. um they're not as responsive or they don't take as much risk uh, and so we're really aware of this uh-huh. and so we really try to take risks of and course. we i think we do we we yeah. We put, like, you know, I, I, I'm thinking about this show with Raoul and yeah, Guy Boutin, for instance. Definitely. This yeah, was yeah. a big risk for us. Yeah. Like, we discussed it at length with our oh, yeah. committee. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, the risk was where? Was uh was taking an artist like Guy, okay, 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 uh, okay, okay, okay. who is not recognized, uh-huh. was not recognized uh-huh. by the contemporary media uh-huh. at all. He's, like, lowbrow more in, like, not, I would say, even street art, just, like, outsider art. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um But he applied and yeah. um, deciding to create conversation between two uh, generations and yeah. two uh, painting approaches and, and do that. Like, we are, I'm convinced of this, we are the only artist-run center who, who could do yeah, that, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like no one else would even yeah, try like yeah. stick it even like touch it with a pole like we we're like, no, and it actually created, like, a show that created a lot of conversation. Definitely. Yeah, Some people, a lot of people loved it. Some people hated it. Which is and, great. Which is great. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I want to have these discussions.
0: Absolutely.
1: I want you to come in at Clark yeah. and remember the shows. Well,
0: yeah. You know, I and mean,
1: think about them afterwards.
0: I'm going to make a link with, I'm just going to call it, like, your sensibility. Mm. You talk about the kitsch as a way of getting outside of the normality, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, when you talk about shows like that, for instance, that's what's happening. Yeah. What's happening is that you are going to put something in front of people that are probably not expected, but not in an unexpected way of like, oh you're shocking me. No. No. In a way that you may not agree yeah. with me. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about that. Yeah. You know? And I think that it's true that especially in commercial galleries, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't happen often because no. that's not the mandate. Yeah. But even in places where the mandate is that it's hard.
1: Mm, it's hard. Yeah. People are comfortable.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, and, and it's easy to stay there.
1: Yeah. I mean, th- don't get me wrong. I see a lot of beautiful art. Of course. I think it's beautiful. It's really well done. Excellent artists. But it doesn't shake me up. Uh-huh. Like, I love, I'm going to tell you what I
0: love. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> love, me. I love, I um, love,
1: <laughs> when I'm in front of a work, whatever medium it is, and i don't know if i like it or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to how to categorize it. I mm-hmm. don't know where this is coming from. I don't have the tools. Right. And this is me like i've seen a lot of work mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. But when i don't know the tools, when i don't have the tools to kind of analyze a work uh, aesthetically especially. Yeah, I yeah. mean, after that conceptually this like I, I get surprised all the time and i'm always learning stuff and i think right. that's great. But um but even then i must say that When I'm surprised, conceptually, that's also super fun. But when you, like, someone is trying out something and it's so singular and it's very their language, I I love it. I'm like, okay, I I have to sit down with the work and think about it and then say, like, okay, am I going to discard this or am I going to push through and actually or with the committee, we make sure that we are creating the same dialogue for our public. And so this we try to do often. And because sometimes it's also like, I'm thinking about Annie for instance, uh-huh. which is um, side of painting, she does, is very much her own language, but uh, I think it's it really is more accepted, let's say, in a New York or American type mm-hmm. of context. Like, mm-hmm. they see much more of this, not the same type of painting, but you can kind of, you know, you know the codes. But when I saw her paintings for the first time, I was like, huh, yeah. okay. And then when she submitted, I was like, oh, uh, okay, okay. Right, right. And uh but the not all the committee loved it. Like of course, you know, the, in this already you can see that this is super healthy. And yeah. I love working with a committee also for those reasons because if I was my own programming, then you know it w- it would be it would be amazing. But of no, course. no, I'm joking. <laughs> but no, no, it would be it would be tinted. You know, it would have a direction. But now yeah. everyone yeah. puts their own and yeah. and we are very rigorous in the way we analyze. Uh, um but uh but we selected this show and then when we presented it like so many people loved it some people didn't like it at all but we had discussions around yeah. it yeah and that was great of like course. people it it creates like reaction yeah. and yeah. and like as you said not just shocking but also no. just challenging yeah. stimulating yeah. yeah you know and uncomfortable
0: like tr- yeah. allow yourself to be uncomfortable mm-hmm. that's the thing yeah um the comedy that select the uh, yeah. shows, it's uh, usually within Clark or it's outside? Or? Always
1: within. Okay. It's, uh, I mean, we were talking about artist-run centers, right? Uh-huh. Um, and although there's a lot of galleries, let's say, whatever, that are named or that they are under the category artist-run yeah. center, yeah. a lot of them have become art centers or, you know, uh, you could call them other ways. Because okay. for me, an artist-run center is a place where... Is driven by members. Uh-huh. Uh, that has members that are involved, active, that vote at the General Assembly, oh, that okay. are like. Okay. And that's Clark. That's Clark, that's La Centrale, that's Articule. A few others, but those are the like the main ones that where there's the members are really driving the center. And you can you you can see that they're they're active also, you know, in another way. Like I have a lot of respect for all my peers that are doing these amazing things. Of course. It's just not the same direction, not the same sensibility. Uh Um, And sometimes that's. Easier in them. Sometimes that's harder, right? Because um, at Clark we have fifty members, uh-huh. and they're invited. They're in, it's invitation based. Oh, it's okay. The okay. only center like this in Montreal, I think. Yeah,
0: because any anywhere else you can just you subscribe. Can apply, yeah. yeah. Oh, apply.
1: You can apply, okay, okay, yeah, apply. and then uh, you can apply or subscribe. Yeah. Some sometimes there's no limit to the n- amount uh-huh. of of members. Sometimes you can apply, and they actually. Um, but uh, Clark is invitation based, so oh, okay. you can't even apply. Okay. And sometimes it's complicated because you don't want to create a like guest sort of intimate circle. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then at the same time, when you're invited, then uh, it creates the sense of okay, I've yeah you know I'm lucky to have been chosen. I'm part of the family, Unwanted. and then it creates.
0: Uh-huh. my place
1: is special so you want to be engaged and involved and that's what we're trying to cultivate
0: so if you are a member what are you what is expected from you
1: I mean, it's not a lot, but we expect you to come at least um, to the General Assembly. Uh Um, If you miss, I think it's two or three in a row, then you are expelled. Um, We expect you to volunteer or to be on a committee or to be on the board. Um, And then not everyone can do that every year, right? Of
0: course, yeah. But
1: we expect you to, to, to show up and to be interested. And if you're not, then why I mean, it's great. It looks great on your CV, but yeah, that's not helping. For so sure. we really try to, to to create members that are like we don't create members, but we try to create <laughs> um, a mood or yeah. a sense of uh, of team where people feel like they engaged. have they should be engaged. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it's the members that are on the committee.
0: Okay, so the committee chooses with you together the shows. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I just have one voice, right?
1: Um, and there is also Manon, who is the yeah. co uh, coordinator, general yeah. coordinator. With me, uh, she's also on the committee, and uh, and Corinne who takes care of logistics and yeah. and uh, yeah. exhibitions, yeah. Uh, she uh, she's also there, but uh, often as an observer, um, okay. just to make sure that logistically it's also feasible, right? Um, and uh, and so, and then there's the members.
0: Yeah. So this way of operating yeah. the center comes from before you guys, or you are modifying it to make it more relevant, or how does it work?
1: Um. I guess La Centrale worked the same way okay. with a call for proposal. Yeah. Um, some places invite. Uh, uh-huh. They're more like they have more like a artistic direction. Right. So we'll, one person or a few person will invite artists to yeah. come. Yeah. We sometimes invite uh, people, but we, we really try to keep it democratic. Yeah. This year, we received 350 dossiers. Oh. We chose eight. Oh, wow. So it's uh, it was a hard, oh, wow. hard thing. And I must say that in the eight, we have to make sure that there is equal men and women. Yeah, We okay. want to make sure that it, there is a diversity in the medium so that there's painting, that there's installation, that yeah, there's, yeah, you know, yeah. video, all these things. We want to make sure that there's, cultural diversity that we yeah. not just like this white club <laughs> which sounds horrible when I say it um, but no but like it, all these things and then but the first factor is quality and yeah. and being surprised and of being course. like challenged
0: of course
1: so it's it's a hell of a puzzle it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not yeah. Easy. It's so we not get easy. at the end we have like 15 proposals on the yeah. table and we're like okay Let's mm-hmm. make this happen. Mm-hmm. We crack our knuckles and then mm-hmm. we, we go at it. For but sure. um So to answer your question, um, I guess a lot of people that work with calls do this this way. Yeah. Um, every center has their own criterias and their own things that they're privileged when they try to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: for us, it's really, uh, yeah, it's really those things. But also the members that are on the committee tint it for sure.
0: Let's get into that complicated topic mm. of inclusion and yeah. stuff because it's not easy. And mm-hmm. just today I was looking at numbers because I tend to think of a way to explain things in a way that is more probably cold and solid. That's your which is scientific like, Exactly I guess, yeah. I guess, yeah. So um, I was looking at the numbers of the Quebec province in terms of demographics. Mm-hmm. And you quickly realize that there's not a lot of minorities around you mm-hmm. know, it's it's real. Mm-hmm. There's no denying that. You yeah. know, and in the province, you mean in the, in the whole province as a whole, not only in the arts, which is yeah. even more segmented. Yeah. Um, but as a, as a whole in general, there's not a lot of diversity. Yeah. And so, I understand how hard it is to find diversity in the arts. Mm-hmm. You know. So, how do you guys do it? I mean, like, how do you go about? Even just to start, because you also, as you said, you you want to make sure that it's quality first and Mm -hmm. there is um, concepts first or or proposal first before who and whatever. But at the same time, you need to be aware, right?
1: You need to be aware because if you're not aware, then you'll always have homogeneous programming. You won't challenge your way of thinking. You won't challenge... Your way you perceive quality and who established the criteria for quality is the white patriarchy. Exactly. So you have to challenge all of these things. Yes. For sure. It took me a lot of time to realize that, but um, and I went to a um a conference about cultural diversity and yeah. First Nation representation mm-hmm. representativity. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, <laughs> given by the okay. Conseil des Arts de Montréal uh-huh. uh, last year, and this white French academic, Jean-Philippe Pizel, uh, was leading the conversation, which he found also very ironic. He was like, mm. I understand that I might not mm. be the best person. I was mm. like, yeah, you think? But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, they came up with the, the 33% was like uh, the percentage of uh, minorities or yeah. non-white, let's yeah. say, yeah. Um, people that were on the island. So he was, his correlation was like that Therefore, if there's 33% of non-white people, um, then he was like, well, there should be 33% represented. And I was like, that's kind of a weird parallel because it's not because there's 33% of non-white, let's say, people um, that there's 33% of visual artists or even contemporary art artists. And, you know, like you get into this really niche, 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 niche point of the iceberg thing. And then... And so that's, that's one thing, yeah. where they are, you yeah. know, the quantity and the quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other thing is that if you're always showing white people uh, and, you know, like I'm half Portuguese, but I'm definitely yeah. included in that. Sure. Sure. Um, then you're not sending a message that mm-hmm. you want to show diversity. Mm-hmm. So they're not applying, actually. Right. You, don't, you, don't want, you don't want to show First Nations people. And yeah. so they don't necessarily apply. Exactly. So you have to do the work. Last year we had two African women yeah. in the big room. Yes. In one year. I was right. like, okay, that's a statement. Yeah. I'm really happy about that. And then we had Haol and we yeah. had like all these yeah. amazing people that really contributed to a, sure. a very good programming. Yeah. Um and this year was much more proactive. So I'm always like writing down names of people I like. Yeah. So this year I wrote to maybe six of them. And I was yeah. like, you should apply.
0: Right.
1: I can't guarantee anything. It's no. really committee. Yeah. But at least there's these dossiers are part of the exactly. selection, you know? Exactly. And so, but that takes work. Mm-hmm. And people kind mm-hmm. of sometimes don't want to do the work. Yes. Or they're like, why should I, you know, privilege someone yeah. when all these other people are yeah. applying? Yeah. But actually, you have to create this yeah. change. Because yeah. if not, then... You know, pe- that's that will always be status quo, and you'll oh, always yeah. be showing the same things, and you won't challenge yourself because when you're showing people that have other perceptions or other visions, then you're f- you're feeding yourself, also. You're challenging your vision, and that creates change. Also, so that's great.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, if you think of that gap, right, that mm-hmm. exists between minorities and and less privileged segments of the populations, and and the privileged one. Yeah, um, that gap has to be walked. By people in power positions, mm-hmm. in this case, is you guys, right? Yeah, and so or people who decide, all these things. Just in this very very tiny example, which is the visual arts, which is really small, right? We it's agree on that, yeah.
1: But it has an impact.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that thing has to be done, and it's extra work, mm-hmm. which people has to be. Ready to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or or willing to do it, you mm-hmm. know, putting all that effort.
1: Yeah. No, it, yeah. I actually was having this conversation with this guy about, um I did this interview about, uh, can you be a feminist and listen to rap? Uh-huh. I was like, uh, yes, you can. That's the answer. The short. Um, <laughs> but he was saying, because I was talking about the responsibility of programmers and festivals yeah. to be to be programming women or non-binary people. And um, and he was like, yeah, but, you know, rap is so much about, like, uh, DIY and mm. making your own path and everything. So do you, why would you expect programmers or media to do it for you? Mm. I was like, well, you know, it's much easier to make it by yourself if, that's if you're corresponding to everything that you see, and that you know that there's a exactly. public for that, and they want to put the money there, and the programmers that's what they want.
0: Exactly, you're
1: willing to take the work and do that r- and take that risk. Well, yeah, quote unquote, if you know that there's a high chance of possibility that you will make it in mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. But if you're a trans person, it's already so hard to exist, or if mm-hmm. you're a minority, like mm-hmm. you were saying. You, there's so much oppression just on your day-to-day life, Mm -hmm. not for everyone, but for a lot of people, that taking the risk to taking it publicly, it takes so much courage. Oh, my God. So we have to create that place for them.
0: Well, I think you just hit the nail right on the head, which is, I think, that is the system. It's not only people programming this, you know, mm-hmm. it's what you're saying. It's like, it's the whole thing telling you you're not welcome here. Yeah. Or you're, this is not you your are place. Exactly. You're not going to make it here. Yeah. And that is not only a gallery telling you this, it's the whole Everywhere. thing telling you this. Yeah. And so that's what I mean by closing the gap mm-hmm. that people have to go and give them the hand on the other side and pulling them, you know? Yeah. And so I think with programs like that and all that, that, that gap can be closed, but yeah. it's going to take work. You know?
1: It's going to take a lot of work. Yeah. It's going to take. It's going to require people to realize that their position of privilege, like we were exactly. talking about, yeah. and even I was telling these because I've been doing all these shows lately, uh-huh. right? And and I've been playing with some dudes, like some bros, bros, right, and right. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was playing with this one band I really like. I, th- I consider them being feminist and really open. Um, but we had this like long conversation after our yeah. show, and I was telling them. You should realize that, yeah, you might not always have been in this position, but now you're hyper popular, yeah, and so you are in a pro- position of privilege, and you should use that privilege for people exactly. who don't have it, exactly. And that's hard when you've made it from the bottom, I guess, like, a, yeah. to, like Drake, yeah, like exactly like <laughs> Drake. I'm like, I can't even quote Drake. Oh my god, so sad. But, um, but yeah, when when you've struggled to make it, um, it's some people just want to like stay there and yeah. like. You know, accept yeah. their, their their faith that yeah. they are made th- themselves, and just expect other people to do it. But you should actually—that should be the time where you're like, "Hey, right, here's my hand," like you were saying, and yeah. I can I can help you with this, and definitely you create that space for other people.
0: Yeah. So, um and even with yeah. people with less power, you know, yeah. even, even just a conversation with your friends, mm-hmm. that's an opportunity. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm not asking you to become a, a freaking um activist. Yeah. No, just. Be aware. Yeah. And just be careful when you say, I went to the Chinese place to get my nails done when it may not be Chinese yeah. only.
1: <laughs> just make a little effort. It's a, yeah. a little,
0: t- like a tiny thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's important. Yeah. And people don't believe that it is, but it is.
1: It is. Right. It has so much impact. Exactly. And and I was talking with a friend uh, this weekend. And she was like, don't you feel that like every conversation is... Is like we're walking on eggs and everything can be subject yeah. to, yeah. to like, outbursts or... Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it might be true, yeah. but we're changing, mm-hmm. like, generations of thinking of at course. the moment. So of it course. is going to be hard for a while. It's, revolution. We're, it's yeah. a revolution.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a revolution
1: and we're changing it, like, slowly and people don't know how to deal with it and... And it's hard, but I mean, it's like, happening.
0: Just you know? think of, of like a fucking 70s. They mm. used to tell you like, or 60s. They used to tell you, oh, smoking is good for your baby. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's for your pregnancy. You're going to get like My mom smoked better in right. the hospital while she was pregnant exactly. of me. I, you know? Well, there you go. I mean, and, and so you cannot really say that, you know, it's not uncomfortable when these changes happen. It will be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You yeah. know, like just, just chill. It's, yeah. it's fine. Like it's just just... With the load of information that we have yeah. streaming down the, the phones all the time, I believe that you're not allowed to say, oops, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. That You're not allowed to say that anymore. Yeah, I it's mean, hard. I mean. It's hard. But people do.
1: And then, and I like, at some point, I feel it's heavy to have, and you might also feel this mm-hmm. way, but as a woman, um, I feel sometimes I have to educate people. Yes. And I'm like, I'm the... Like, it's my responsibility because I'm a woman rapper or, you know, I I, I should be aware. I should be—and I am. I, mean, I am aware and I am able to theorize, but not—it's not because you are a woman or you're a minority or whatever that you want to take that position and no. want to defend everything no, 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 all no. the time. No, no, no. no. But um, I don't mind doing it. I just want you to be open to hearing it. Yeah. Like, if you're going to— Become angry and yeah. like you say stupid stuff to me. Like at some point, I just want to, yeah, I'd be like, you know what? That, no,
0: like, that's it. I mean, thing, that's, you know? tr- that's true. And I think most of the time though, I feel like most of the time, you need to be the person who takes the higher road. Mm-hmm. You that know? requires and that, a lot of that energy. is so draining <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as hell. Oh my God. Yeah, it's crazy. And so, you know, mm. it's okay sometimes you say, like, I'm not going to take this one. Yeah. Uh, next one, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just going to. Ignore her, and oh, I'm just gonna walk away.
1: It's so funny you would say that. We I rented a car to go to a uh, subway this uh-huh. this uh, weekend. It's like a website called Turo and you can rent from uh, individuals. Oh, okay, it's, okay. So, uh, so we didn't know this person, and we we'd leave with the car, and then we are we park it in front of the place we're staying in subway and this woman is on her balcony, and she's like. Insulting us and mm. looking at us like she's gonna rip us apart. And I look at him like, Do you have a problem? And like, super hostile, like, ready to fight, um which I'm gonna have, but still. <laughs> um And she's like, And she points out the bumper sticker on my car and she's like, What the hell is this? And why are you supporting this? And blah, blah, blah Are you re-? And I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. And it was like Infowars, oh. which is, is like Alex Jones and yeah. I. Actually, I'm. I live in a bubble, and I didn't even know what Infowars was. What. And right. and uh, shame on me.
0: That's the thing, yeah.
1: Uh, and I didn't even notice it was a bumper yeah. sticker. She pointed it out, and yeah. um, so we ripped it out. You know, so I, when I went back to bring back the car, I didn't mention the. Uh-huh. I hope you won't listen to this. I didn't mention the <laughs> bumper sticker, and um, I was like, okay, whatever. And um, in the car, he started to talk about Trump and how. Uh-huh. How, you know, he would probably get elected again because he's so great for the economy. Mm -hmm. And that's why people don't like him because Mm -hmm. he's, you know, he's good for the economy and that's not good for the pockets of, you know, the Democrats Democrats or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I was biting my tongue and, and really like trying not to say anything because I was like. You know, you're renting a car from this guy. You're renting it again in two weeks. Mm-hmm. You have to be chill. This is the only car you can afford. Like, shut up, you know? Yeah. And then I just went in an outburst. I was like, okay, I have to say this something. And then I just, you know, I was yeah, just like yeah. super emotional about it. And, and uh, I had to. But you can't... You can't always do that. Right. And then that could also, if I would have been alone, it could have put me in a a position, like a dangerous position. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It's all that. Um, No, I mean, even even anybody can be in danger in those positions. You know, one thing is to also be able to make a difference between an opportunity that can be actually taken mm-hmm. and an opportunity that it was never an opportunity because well, they're not, you know. You are so right. And so, like, I think that is also important for you to realize. And I don't know, for instance, like what you were saying about the echo chamber. And I was thinking about that, like, you know, yeah, for sure, if you talk to people that agree with you and all that. You know? mm-hmm. So how do you do the opposite? How don't you make yourself be in there, in that box, right? Mm-hmm and then i don't know one of the things is like for instance like if you listen to fox news or something mm-hmm. or it's hard actually it's so like hard. listening to it and watching those news it's crazy mm-hmm. it's as if you were living in a different planet yeah yeah and yeah. so it, it it's very very hard to like make a connection you know it's like are we living the same things yeah. are, are we Why, you know, but that's that's the beauty too of it. I mean, honestly, it's just different people, different ideas. Yeah, but But you know that there's way too many
1: people on the planet, so maybe they should go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, I was trying to take the high road, but now it's like, No, I'm going to bring it down. (laughs) Okay, um, so I have to say this because I realized, and uh, it comes from a good place. Um, I saw that almost everybody in the Cleric organization. Yeah are white you mean uh like in, the in the in the roster of
1: staff and staff. members yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: that's mm-hmm. is that a concern at all yeah yeah it is yeah. it is
1: and you know I was talking about this uh this uh this thing about like going to get people um so they would apply yeah. and then we would consider them as options yeah. but the same thing happens because our membership is invitation based yes then people invite their friends, right? Right. Um, right, So (laughs) for the past two, three years, I've been like, hey, guys, you should really consider branching out. And this year I was like, you know, our invitations are in November. This is a problem. We need to address this. We need to have diversity because it's not just a question of of how we appear. It's a question that if you have people, minorities or First Nations or we have parody yeah. um, and we have diversity and like we have artists and authors and all that stuff. But we're still very homogeneous. Yeah. And I always address this. Right. People are like, oh, not her again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, but we, um, I think that if you have people from, that have different perspectives right. and different points of views, then that, creates change from the uh from the, the within, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I had this idea last year. I was like, okay, the First Nations um, representativity is very delicate, I find, in the moment, because a lot of people are all going to the same artists, and mm-hmm. that is great for these artists, but they're also feeling like they're just, you know, sometimes just uh, filling in the boxes, and yeah. that's not great for them either, you know? I don't want that. Right. I, I really want to create a sustainable change. Um, and I think we do at Clark in general. But um, so I had the idea. I was like, okay, there's an association called Assecesia. So... Contemporary art curators, but First Nations, right? um, which is great. And and they're super active throughout Canada. And in the past year or two years, they've been really working on the province of Quebec because we're super behind, you know, we're like... Because we've had our own issues with the French and English and all that stuff. So we're still a bit... um, Yeah, I was going to use a bad word, but behind. Let's let's (laughs) keep it that way. Um, And so uh, I was like, okay, well, why don't we organize a screening night yeah. that's created by a First Nation curator. Yeah. And uh, she can create whoever she or they or he mm-hmm, wants mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in, in this night. But let's do this annually. So every year we create this kind of meeting point right. with First Nations artists there's a lot of video work. It, it permits kind of discovering yeah. uh, new artists that you might not have a, a big corpus. It, it, it allows you to integrate them into uh, a contemporary art milieu yeah. to show... Them that you are open to this, Definitely. so maybe they might want to apply, yeah. they might want to become a member, they might be they may come more often to our events yeah. and then become friends and then get invited. Definitely. Oh, I was saying I wasn't strategic, but I'm strategic when it comes to these <laughs> things, but I'm very transparent also with no, them.
0: but I mean, it's, it's necessary, I think it is. Yeah.
1: Um, so I mean, they're. I think our, if we think about minority uh, at the moment in our members, it might be five, you know, yeah. five, six of them. And then the, this question of um, of minority is very tricky mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're German, if you're half Portuguese, sure. if you're, because sure. if you read the description yeah. of some art yeah. councils, it is. It's literally if you're first generation of immigrants, which is me, I'm first generation, right. but I don't experience racism on no, an everyday basis. Sure. So, well, I think
0: it's, it's easy if you say visual minorities. Yeah, Right. So it like is. That, that would make it...
1: But then it's complicated because yeah. let's say you, you know, you're just your name right. is... Yeah, you know, but then you don't appear, Definitely, you know, or if True. you have an accent, but True. people think, you know,
0: True.
1: that it's so um... or
0: like Latin Americans who are blonde.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Poor guys. No,
0: no. No, I mean, like they they, they are treated like kings in in Latin America. Uh, But what I mean is, you know, they may also be in a different position than, you know, somebody vocation from here. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's. (laughs)
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No,
0: it's tough. It's it's not an easy topic for sure. And I understand. And I think, you know, as long as. It's in your minds, you know. Like as long as it's considered in a daily basis, I think you know, change it's slow. But uh, yeah. you know, it's like trickling down towards that, at least. You I know? think it mm-hmm. is. I mm-hmm. think it
1: is. But it, like I was saying earlier, it takes work. Oh my god! It's not like if I'm not addressing these issues, or if other people aren't, this is not going to happen.
0: And also, is I think it's it's definitely work, but it's also the um. Opportunity to allow yourself to maybe work in something that maybe doesn't fit your requirements completely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For instance, what I'm saying is think of a, a project that you may call, quote unquote. Yeah, you did <laughs> there it. There you go, there you go. Um, failed, a mm-hmm. failed project. Yeah. Okay. So maybe you think, okay, maybe I don't want to show this because me may fail. Mm-hmm. And you then think back and you say they have the right to fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a hard process because you as, a, as a, somebody who is programming or, you yeah. know, choosing who is going to show you, never want to even think about that possibility, right? Oh, we think but, about it all the time. Oh, but, uh, yeah. Great. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> because it's part of it.
1: But, but especially in artist-run center culture. Of course,
0: of course. And I was just talking to a curator about this failure kind of like mm-hmm. idea. And for me, for instance, in the lab, yeah. in a scientific setting, yeah. it's just a result. Yeah, Nothing else. It's, uh-huh. it's another point in the graph. Yeah, it's true. It, it, there's no negative connotation to it.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: It's, it, you actually learn a lot from them. Yeah. And that's a, kind of like the same thing that you can be translated to a gallery. Yeah. You know?
1: I mean, it is, but then it's true that we are, how can I say? Hmm. I, I mean, we are dependent on on grants and all these that's things, it. and yeah. and yeah. <laughs> our reputation in the community. Of course, so you you have to of course to be to to present a strong vision.
0: That's it. I or, think
1: that's super important.
0: Or the narrative has to change.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Um. Mm. But then, the, what defines strong? Actually, like you were saying, yeah. is the narrative, and then that kind of depends on who's writing it. Right. And you 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 could actually be a game changer like a trendsetter and we try to do that actually mm-hmm. at Clark and and sometimes we succeed and sometimes we fail of and course. it's okay but that that's not a question of minority or anything like I've seen a lot of white people fail in my life right. you know
0: like, which is fine yeah I <laughs> exactly mean, but, but, but what I'm saying is just, I don't want to make this a they and yeah, us thing of us, course yeah, not yeah. not like that but what I mean is is that segment has had a lot of more opportunities yeah and, absolutely. and at the beginning to fail too you know what i you're mean you're
1: absolutely and, right
0: and i think it's it's just it's fine i mean that mm-hmm. that should be granted for everybody mm-hmm. not only for one specific group it's so everybody. right. everybody so it's fine i mean if if we fail together we well, let's do that you yeah. know it's like but but give allow, us a chance allow to try us, exactly allow yeah. us a chance to 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 fail absolutely and so i think in that sense, um, you know, I, I see that artist-run centers have that opportunity mm-hmm. of allowing that opportunity to people, to different people. Yeah. And honestly, Clark, it's been one of my, like, idols since mm-hmm. I moved to Montreal, just because, you know, it, it looks like a place that is open. Mm-hmm. And talking about the over-professionalization of, of artist-run centers and all mm-hmm. that, I think that it, it looks very professional, for sure. You know, everything looks very on point, but... If you keep that idea of the experiment, if you keep that idea of the risk, if you keep that idea of maybe what started at the beginning, the idea of an artist-run center. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes it be different, right? Yeah.
1: And also, yeah, this idea of, of, I mean, it sounds so obvious, but centering it on Mm -hmm. the artist. Like Mm -hmm. artists submit, often they'll submit a project and I'm like, okay, we'll decide that, okay, we like this dossier, we like this project, good. Yeah. But the artist is totally allowed to change it completely right, if they right, want to. Right.
0: Um,
1: now, of course, sometimes we've selected it. Let's say they presented video and we're like, okay, that's great because And then they want to do <laughs> drawing. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, shit, but there's a lot of drawing in our programming. Yeah. So maybe that doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. So we have this discussion. Right. But the base of of how we do things is that we give you the room. No, but that's fair. We've selected. Yeah. And actually, we don't select an artist that, let's say, the artist has done shitty work, shitty work, Mm -hmm. shitty work. Good idea. Shitty work, shitty work, shitty work. (laughs) We won't show the good idea because when we're presenting an artist, we're actually presenting, we're we're vouching for the artist. So we're vouching for their career and their evolution. And and sometimes we've given shows to artists that we're like, okay, we... uh, We don't know if they're there yet, but they've evolved so much that we want to recognize that and we'll give them the show to try it out in a professional context. And so um, this idea of risk and of giving chances is totally part of the game. But then we'll try to balance it out. Then, yeah, I mean, we have to see the (laughs) dossiers and we have to discover the artists. And I think that's why, I mean, we were talking about this. I think that's great why I was saying that uh, at top that you're presenting a lot of you know latin american right. and south american artists yeah. Yeah. we don't get a lot of chances uh-huh. to see that uh-huh. and you i i understand that you don't want to tokenize right. probably your yeah. your project but also creating that that's such a a great stepping stone mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i was actually like yeah, exactly. Like all these other white artists have all these other opportunities. Like, why give them more? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, and yeah. I think that's yeah, that's really exciting. No,
0: definitely. But I think what you also said before about um, how close you are with people. I mean, it it's important and I'm not going to deny that either. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, my beginnings in getting involved in the community I was always very welcomed by everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm, I have nothing to, bad to say about anybody. So, of course, I want to work with people who were really kind to me yeah, from the very understand. beginning. And, of course, I mean, it, I don't care who they are. Yeah. And I guess, you know, like that, it can be, all again, like it can e, be like, yeah, exactly. Slope. It's very slippery. But again, uh, you know, if you're conscious of these things, yeah. you will always make it, you know, so that it's it makes sense. Yeah. But again... It, working it's with hard. your friends, working with people who gave you an opportunity, and all that—it's important mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's how you build community. Yeah. And so I think it's it's fine. I mean, it's it's not it's not one way or the other. I no, think, I don't think there is an easy narrative and an easy answer for this. It's thing. not. No,
1: exactly. It's not no. like one thing or the other. Right. It's just a question of like you were saying before, mm-hmm. of being aware, mm-hmm. and and you know, it's it's just really easy to say like. Oh, you know, like uh, this thing with Robert Lepage, Like, I don't, I don't see color. I'm like, oh, you should sit on this and spin (laughs) on it. You know, like,
0: (laughs) you should, you should say something for that too. Yeah, well, middle figures (laughs) up in the air, and then sit on it and spin on it. Yeah, quote (laughs)
1: unquote. (laughs) Oh my god, I talk so much with my hands. Uh, This idea of being, and we, I see it sometimes with the dossiers. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to ask our questions. Like, okay, the family name hints to. Someone right. from, the, you know, probably minority or the yeah. subject or, you know, the content. But right. you don't want to select an artist because they're they're minority-based. No. But then you want to be rigorous and include them in your programming. Mm-hmm. So if the show is good enough, at I always often say this, if, like, I have two shows at the end and they're like, okay, they're equal, but I have this that's lacking in my programming... I want to make sure that there's, like, diversity on all levels, Inclusion. like, even yeah. intergenerational and, you know, mm. like, established and emergent. Mm.
0: And it's a... That is... You know what? I, I'm just realizing this with the project with TAP, mm. that at the beginning, I started saying, like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, for, like, emerging artists to have the chance because normally they don't have the chance to show yeah. and all this. But then I realized that... Even mid-career artists were coming to me and say like, "Hey, what's going on with the programming? How can I apply?" I realized that only after starting this, and I I realized how much hunger there is for mm-hmm. just any space to show. Yeah, it's like people are ready to show,
1: and especially everybody in a in a space like yours. Yeah. Where there's maybe um, you know it's not like showing at the museum or right. something like that, mm-hmm. you can really experiment. Yeah, you can really try out stuff, oh, yeah, and yeah, maybe yeah. when you're super. Mid-career, well-established, you might yeah, not have those chances. Maybe that's
0: it. Yeah, you know? that's true. So
1: that's also great that you're creating this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And and so my turn to ask your question. How do you uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> turn turn the table? <laughs> yeah. How do
1: you um, do programming?
0: Right. Um, well, I
1: guess it's organic so far. But. Right.
0: Right now, yeah, it, it started because I really didn't know how long was going to last, just based on the rent of the mm-hmm. space, right? Because he's very ephemeris. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so now that I have it for a little bit longer, I'm starting to think a lot more about that.
1: What's a little bit longer?
0: Uh, At least next year. Okay, nice. Yeah, the whole year. And I think that even if I don't have that space, probably I'll find something else. Mm -hmm. Because at this point...
1: You got a taste of it.
0: it, it, That (laughs) that, and, and, and also, I mean, I don't know. It just feels... I mean, I don't want to say this in a really serious way or anything, but it feels like a responsibility. Mm -hmm. Now that it started, you know, like people are giving me their time. Yeah. And their energy to even just show up for a yeah. little bit for a visit. And I love that. Mm-hmm. I want to respect that, too. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I think. Um, you it,
1: understand your place in the community. And yeah. The... yeah. Well,
0: I mean, like these conversations give me ideas. And for instance, the idea of having like a comedy to do that, mm-hmm. that's great. Because yeah. so far it's been just me, really. Yeah. And and that that that's can be really. That's also okay, you know. That's fine. But I think that it's it can be really cute. Mm-hmm towards only my perspective of things. And I Mm -hmm. think that that can be also a little bit problematic, you know, it it can be, or, or just, you know, looking at one thing and I don't want that either. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, moving forward, I think uh, it's going to become something more of a conversation thing with, you know, my probably close group of friends or like group of people that I, you know, really respect in, in the milieu. And I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to just put that, you know, down and as a, for sure, to do list, you know, absolutely. Um, but in general, um, I guess because of my position uh, as a a little bit of as an outsider in the community as well, yeah, I kind of trust in that. I mm-hmm. kind of trust in that. I haven't really been educated the way that everybody else in art school has been, mm-hmm. and so that I kind of trust that maybe my perspective is not the same as everybody else's. Yeah, and so in that. Um, I try and be as inclusive as possible. Mm -hmm. As you said, like at the beginning, for sure, it was like my close proximity to Latin American artists is Mm -hmm. real. Yeah. And yeah, I was just saying, like, okay, so you guys haven't really had the chance to do this and we'll probably continue to do that. Yeah. And also to try. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 to try to create those collaborations that we were trying to create mm-hmm. at the beginning. Because I think it's, it's rich, you know? Yeah. When you put two artists that normally you wouldn't think they got together and then something happens. And again, with the risk of failing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let's take that. Yeah. You know? Let's let's welcome that opportunity. Absolutely. Um I have had, and and this is another realization that I had. Um, most and probably like ninety five percent or more of the people who have, has approached me so far, they are white artists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you realize that either is that the number is bigger or that they are you know, free to do that in they their minds. Comfortable. They they're feel comfortable. And maybe I don't want to say entitled, bit, but yeah. A little bit. Okay. No,
1: not that they think that they deserve it, but exactly. they're like, I have a fair chance at this. Exactly. You know, it's like, and that's completely legitimate because that's 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 their world. That's what Definitely. we know, you know. yeah.
0: And and I feel like that's great. Mm-hmm. I feel that that's good. Now, let's take that feeling and give it to everybody. Yeah. So that I get like, you know, all these comments from everybody. That's yeah. what I would like to see. Yeah. You Know what I mean? So,
1: oh my god,
0: uh, that's gonna take so much time. Oh, for sure. But we have
1: to do it well, yeah. It's I mean, by like, initiatives like this, that you're gonna create these and I feel conversations. like conversations
0: like this, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, like, you know, I, I don't really maybe it's happening, maybe we just don't know, mm. but you know, like having it and maybe putting it out there, yeah. and I think that. This is nothing. This is like a tiny little hair in it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But it's something.
1: It takes a a lot of little hairs to create a full head.
0: (laughs) Exactly. And and I'm probably like really contradictory with myself because, for instance, like I also believe in statistics, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes say like that does that's nothing that that doesn't really make any difference. But then, you know, in these things, you know, it may be driven by emotional aspects as well.
1: I know, but then I really believe in this idea of, uh, you know, like, uh, throw a stone in the water. and the, yeah. like, I, I the ripple think. effect, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, like, the worst at expressions, I must say, in uh. French and in English. I always fuck them up. Like, <laughs> I, But, you know, like, when I go to your openings, for instance, uh-huh. then or even at Clerks, yeah. there's all these other people that are there, like, from, like, friends to well-established people from the milieu. Mm-hmm. And then they're discovering these artists. They're right. discovering what your vision is and what our vision is. And so if I'm, you know, showing Raoul, for instance, at Clark, then I think that that has an impact not only on his career, but also on considering other options, you know? And so it might be very small scale, but then if someone takes that and applies it to the Mac, for instance, that becomes interesting, you (laughs) know, that becomes something else. and. And so I think that slowly Slow. uh I tend to like kind of not give myself so much importance. I'm like like very devoted to a lot of things but then sometimes I realize really okay well I I sent out this message yeah. and this was captured by this because I also know that all these people that I've listened to mm-hmm. have like I'm not like I didn't figure this by myself. Like exactly. I, I listened to so many people. I had so many conversations exactly. like we're having right now, exactly. and I've seen so many things that like kind of educated me. Right, and so now I can transmit it to others and still learn from them. And
0: right, and then like it's you know, an ongoing
1: process, bounce
0: the idea and see what yeah. comes out and all that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's a never ending thing. Absolutely. And like you know, if you go into this thinking of okay, yeah, Tap is gonna change it. <laughs> I mean, you better don't do it because yeah. it's no going to yeah. be like that so mm-hmm. you know you just make an effort and yeah let's just keep it like that yeah amazing um so do you have any topics that you wanted to
1: i mean i think yeah no i think that's great we've covered so much i think and, so yeah um and i think maybe one thing i might add is it's just um just like a tiny word for parents, also yeah. because being a parent, it has an impact also yeah. on yeah. your energy and things you can do and things you. And I, w- I was going to say things that you you think you can't do anymore, right? And uh, uh. because people think that because they have a family, they should slow down. Yeah. They should, you know. Yeah. And often you have to because you don't have your energy, sure. but you, you. There is a way to bring your child to things and in like include your child, and yeah. that adds a layer. Uh-huh. But I think that um, it's totally feasible, and it's good for the children, and it's good yeah. for you. And you, it's important to be um, to be proud of yourself because you're sending also a, a, you're becoming your, the model for your child. And right. If you kind of shut everything down, yeah. then that yeah. creates a weird yeah. model. Include them Include in the things them, that, go to But I guess again, it yeah. it
0: really it really talks about commitment, yeah, and about like energy expenditure, mm-hmm. yeah, because <laughs> you know. You have to be ready for that.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. No, but um, I'm I'm gonna say this. Like I admire your work a lot. Oh, thank you. And that's <laughs> why I wanted to have this conversation with you because it's it's inspiring. And since I knew who was heading the programming at Clark, I was like, oh, I, I want her to talk to me. <laughs> That's so sweet. It no, was I,
1: really great to have this opportunity to no. have like really, yeah, deep talks. It's, it's right. um, We don't often get that. Exactly.
0: And uh, I, I have to say this again. I keep saying this every conversation, I guess, but I learn a lot mm. from these conversations from, you know, Same you here. guys. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate that. And I thank you so much for coming and talk to me today. Anytime. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take Thanks. care. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you like it? Do you enjoy it? Yeah, super fun. Yeah, It's
1: hot. But no, it's it's great that you're doing this.
0: Okay, that was my conversation with Hoxan. If you made it all the way here, well, thanks so much. And I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Hey, if you still have a minute, please write a small review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening. This really helps other people in finding us. So thanks for that. This episode was mixed, mastered, and arranged by Arcadia Lance, who is living now in beautiful Granada, Spain. All the visual design of this podcast is done by the always striking Victor Garibay and hosted and produced by me, mark Wilson. Special thanks to Roxanne for her time and great energy. Finally, thanks to you for listening and talk to you soon. Stay warm. Cheers.